Today we continue our journey through the book of John. And today we are at John chapter 1 verse 16. For from his fullness we have received grace upon grace. What a beautiful narrative that personifies the glory of our God that continues to be steadfast through time. That even through our broken and sinful state, God has been constant and loving pouring his grace upon us as we study now from the early witnessing of John the Baptist in the early narratives here we see the author provide his views which acts as a transition from the Baptist to the author but it was not intended to misplace verse 15 as a misplaced insertion but as the author talks about the unseen provides a parallel representation from a apostolic and prophetic witness John the Baptist finds himself in a demarcation between cosmological and historical strands of the author's plot and his witness is foundational to the gospel's witness as described in Karl Barth's book Witness to the World Verse 16 to 18 as Bath writes are expositions of the basic statement of verse 15 acting as part of a prologue which in this final section serves to exhibit the uniqueness of the logos The author declares from his fullness we have all received grace upon grace only occurs once in the gospel of John and refers directly back to verse 14 which is the reference who is full of grace and truth and we all are the recipient of this fullness that now accepted not only that we of verse 14 but for all true christians the narrative reveals that all christians are gathered in the fullness of Christ and therefore look towards the arrival of the spirit as in reference in verse 14 chapter 14 verse 15 to 18 if you love me you will keep my commandments and I'll ask the father and he will give you another helper to be with you forever even the spirit of the truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him or knows him you know him for he dwells with you and will be with you i will not leave you as orphans i will come to you the everlasting fullness from delivered by god is eternal and will never diminish as his binds the fullness to the logos and the entire introduction given by the author grace upon grace received is a verse that has had various interpretation challenges which we will avoid and understand the abundant grace of god from the old testament that is summed up in the revelation of the divinity of the logos david brown and ar fawcett and james Robert Jameson in a commentary in the commentary critical experimental 
and practical of the Old and New Testaments in Matthew to John, Volume 5, writes, Have all we received and grace for grace? That is, as we say, grace upon grace in successive, successive communications and larger measure as each was able to take in it. So the best critics understand the clause. Other and older interpretations are less natural and not more accordant with the Greek. The word truth, it will be observed, is dropped here, and grace stands alone. As the chosen New Testament word for all spiritual blessings with which believers are enriched out of the fullness of Christ. And grace for grace, Augustine's exposition on this verse is well known. He says that the continued blessings of God and finally life eternal itself are not rewards due us, but our merits because of our merits, but acts of divine generosity with which by grace God rewards what we do and crowns his gifts to us. Joseph Harutunian and Louis Pettibone Smith in their book Calvin Commentaries offers this commentary. But I myself agree with those who believe that it refers to the grace which are poured out in Christ and over us like water upon a dry land. However, even while we receive these graces from Christ, he does not act as God, who is the source, but rather as the channel through which the bountiful Father pours them upon us. So it is that he was anointed for our sake, to anoint us all with him. Herefore he was called Christ and we Christians. The way to abound in grace is to seek grace for ourselves and find, give it to others. We will never lack for grace this way, for Christ abounds in grace. For his fullness we have all received, John writes, grace upon grace. Martin Luther says in his Luther works, volume 22, Sermon on the Gospel of St. John, chapters 1 to 4, he writes, This fountain is inexhaustible. It is full of grace and truth before God. It never fails no matter how much we draw from it. It remains a perennial fount of all grace and truth an unfathomable well of eternal fountain. The more we draw from it, the more it gives. The question arises now, as Christians today, we stand as witnesses to the evidential truth of the revelation of our Lord Jesus Christ. There is no subjective assumption or a, a priori derivative in assuming the truth. We are living in the reality of this truth as the author spoke about, seeing the glory of the incarnate Word, 
a glory that was full of grace and truth. And in chapter 1 verse 16, he speaks not about seeing that grace, but of receiving it. From the fullness of His grace, we have all received one blessing after another. Using the first person plural, we, the evangelist identifies himself with others. So we hear the testimony of the first witnesses coming down to us across the centuries. The experience of the fullness of His grace as one blessing after another Charis Anticaritos, which translated would read one blessing instead of another, or one blessing replacing another. The light has revealed the truth, and we are without excuse. This is a review and a commentary on this one verse, which has great theological depth. That challenges our view of how we behave and act in the world today. We are called as Christians and as followers of His revelation in the path of righteousness. Seek God and walk in His path, for He is the light that shines the way. Thank you, and God bless.